Thank you for tuning into White Centipede Noise Podcast. Please hit the like button and subscribe to this channel. This podcast is made possible by viewer and listener support. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash white centipede noise. White Centipede Noise is a label and mail order based in Germany, releasing top quality noise on tape, CD, and vinyl. White Centipede Noise is also the premier EU-based distributor of international noise. Visit whitecentipedenoise.com to see available label releases and weekly distro updates. Welcome to White Semi Noise Podcast. Today, my guest is a guy from the Minneapolis scene that I originate in, um, Harsh Noise Maniac. We're going to use an abbreviated version of his name today. Please welcome of Body Carve. What's up, Oscar? Good morning. Um, so welcome. Thank you for being with me. Um, Thanks for having me. Like I said, we're both from Minneapolis, or at least, uh, you know, you're from the area. And we met in Minneapolis in the early 2010s. And I believe we met at the Rat Hole, which was a punk house in South Minneapolis um, where a lot of noise shows were happening. And the reason they were happening primarily is because Grant Richardson lived there. Um, a lot of times punk houses are pretty separate and pretty kind of strict. Uh, they stick to punk music, but yeah, Grant, you know, was kind of our, our in ticket. So yeah, there were a lot of noise shows there. Um, what was the importance of the rat hole for you and how did you find out about it in the first place? Oh uh, Yeah. The rat hole was fucking awesome. Um, the rat hole is the first place I saw a noise show. And I, you know, I guess there's like a whole, I guess a whole thing about that. Like me going from like hardcore and like whatever I was getting into and like being into noise. And then there was a noise show there and it was like carry over. But the rat hole, you know, when I was getting into the DIY scene, you know, going to a bunch of like hardcore punk shows, it was like this like kind of like gutter place, you know. And I, you know, when I first started going there, I didn't know Grant. You know, I was, I'd go there because there was a hardcore show or a punk show or some touring band or something, you know, I didn't, I'd meet up with friends, but I didn't know anybody that lived there. It was just like, to me, it was just like a punk house, a venue where I would go, you know, and, um, it's partly just because of my, my style and my situation where, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't living in the city and I wasn't like super tight with a bunch of like the punks and like in bands and stuff. So I was really kind of coming like as an audience member, as just like a person to like go and like see these shows and i got really you know into the idea of just this kind of like kind of diy thing this kind of secret of like oh ask a punk and everybody knew where the rat hole was and people just you know partying and so it was like i was always really you know excited about this idea of the, the diy mindset of like booking your own shows and having these like cool events and this kind of like nasty basement 
And then, um, you know, so it's like, I'd meet people, but then I started getting into noise. It's like, you know, my whole like trajectory of like going from like this type of music and like getting more and more extreme. And then the, what was it? Like my first noise show there, it was like, I was getting into these like noise bands and like, I guess there's like how I'd gotten into them and like figuring out local stuff. But yeah, like went to a show because this like hardcore show got canceled somewhere else. And then there was some show in the rat hole and it was like some Illinois bands that I don't even remember, but it was, but Nod and Breaking the Will played. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'd already known a little bit about Nod because I'm like, oh, this is some guys like shit sounds cool online or whatever. And so my buddy that I was going to go to this show with, I was like, hey, this show got shut down because it was like winter or snowy or something. And so they canceled, I think. And then we went to the show at the rat hole and I was like, my fucking brain melted. I was just like, I was already listening to noise, but I was just like, this shit's in the fucking city. This was so brutal. And like Nod, this is like before Nod put out the Devolve tape. So it was like when he was a lot more like forward, like, you know, aggressive PE style. Yeah. And, um, Breaking the Will was like before he put out normalization tape, or maybe mm-hmm. I, I think he'd done something before then with like the vacuum split tape or whatever. But I was just like, oh my God. You know, it was like, and then I bought, it was like, you know, I'm at this show and I'm like, I didn't know anybody except my friend. And I was like, he was there as like a tag along. And I was there as like, oh my God, it's like ripping my head open of like, this is the best shit. This is, I love the shit already. And I was like, this is here. And this is like so intense and so loud. And like, obviously breaking the will at that time. And like, not at that time was like exactly what I like was like excited about. It was like super high energy, perfectly executed. And just, I bought the, I bought the three inch CDR nod custodian collab mm-hmm. before it was announced out. So it was like, he had it and I was like, Oh, custodian. I heard about it, him from the fucking, you know, Andrew Nolan blog, the endless blockade dude, you know, it's yeah, like how, partly how I was getting into local noise. Cause uh, he, you know, see, I'm like getting distracted, but like, no, he did a split Joshua Norton cabal split CD with Julio. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I was going to these punk shows, you know, like at the fucking triple rock or wherever and like the Medusa and stuff, yeah. <laughs> the nasty old Medusa. Yeah. And Julio did like, they had like this like punk night and then Julio did like this, the intermissions for one of them. Cool. Maybe it was two of them, but then it was like, I was like, holy shit, Julia is so awesome. Like I'm like, you know, into like sludge metal and like power violence and like hardcore and stuff. And then Julia was like this kind of like super heavy ambient, but like, it's like kind of harsh, but like still like restrained and kind of like textures, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like fully on ready for like a lot of extra stuff, but it was like, that was like a nice jumping point in connection to that. And then, um, so, but it's like, I was like, obviously into power violence and sludge metal and like black metal and all this stuff, like people would be in that time. And I'm reading this, you know, Andrew Nolan's blog about like different bands and different, like, cause I'm like, Ooh, iron lung, you know, endless blockade and like all this like old stuff. Were you a bastard noise and man as a bastard fan at that time? Yeah. I mean, I was like stuff I was really into. I mean, bastard noise and man as a bastard. Like I was, you know, definitely a fan of, I was, you know, more of a fan of like, crossed out and you know you know mind eraser and shit like that so it's like but man's bastard being there and then i'm like oh they turned into the bastard noise and even in the man and the bastard stuff have these like weird noisy tracks yeah and i'm like okay this is like kind of weird and like but it really fits really well and then obviously even as like a newer newer bands like endless blockade and iron lung having like these like noise tracks and like noise in the in the songs yeah that like was this like perfect mix and obviously like they're super tight and 
I was just like, okay, this is really cool. Like this adds like a whole new element. And so this idea of like, anyway, so like not like, the questions about the rat hole or whatever, but all that stuff like connected. And like, I go to this show at the rat hole and it's like, it's all like coming together. And then I'm like emailing you, uh, you know, like right. about stuff like, you know, meet you. And I'm like, Hey, you know, trying to get some stuff from white centipede and I'm emailing, uh, John from custodian when he still mm -hmm. lived in Milwaukee, you know, before he moved to Minneapolis. And then I'm like, you know, trying to get some stuff from him. And I know I emailed Sam, uh, or bought some stuff from Sam, just like when he was like PayPal style. Yeah. And you know, he hits me back up and is like, Whoa, you live in, yeah, I was living in Woodbury at the time. You yeah. live in Woodbury. Yeah. You Do you go to shows? Like, what's yeah. up, man? Like, yeah. Hey, look for me, come to the show. Look for me. I got a big red beard. Like, <laughs> and I was, it was super welcoming rather than just like, here's your shit, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, or just like mail to me. It's like, which is something I do too. You know, Yeah. some, some guy added me on Instagram the other day, some, somebody I didn't know. And I was like, Oh shit, Minneapolis. Like, what's up? You do tape collage. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, Oh yeah. And it's just like one of those, um, anyway, it's like, Sam Sam shows the rat that. hole. That's, that's Sam's, uh, you know, that's really to his credit. He was, he's super, he goes out of his way to, uh, invite and, and welcome, people you know especially if he knows you're like local he did the same thing yeah with me. yeah it was it was super cool and i mean i was like really grateful <clears throat> i was really grateful to be like have that connection and and even if i was not going to talk to him at all at a show because i was way too you know anxious or introverted <laughs> i would have you know i not just because i didn't know him you know sure. and i kind of felt like i was like I'll just sit on my phone in the corner and you know pretend i'm texting someone while i'm like embarrassed <laughs> to be here by myself but like i really have to see this music because it's so crazy but yeah, yeah it's like the rat hole and like even at the time like other diy spots basements it's like the medusa yeah. you know even like all that shit was so good and you know obviously then i met grant like personally and i was like you know he's a shit not just yeah. like an amazing like artist and you know somebody who i've been like a huge fan of ever since i before i met him yeah it's like you know obviously you know solid fucking dude yeah Solid guy who has a ton of knowledge and 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 is so talented in so many areas. I mean, I I remember just being blown away, like going over his house and seeing his bedroom. It's like full of like <sighs> yeah. so many different types of projects, like soldering. There's a mastering station. There's like you know yeah. tons of guns. Like he has so many different like really intense interests. And he's like then he's going to some like he's doing some online uh, you know training online like electrical engineering course at like an MIT mm -hmm. like MIT or something like that. And, you know, just the entire, just so such, such an active guy, but at the same time he's at like every show and he's like partying every night. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just like, how, yeah, Grant's how, a freak. how does he do it? You know? Yeah. And now, I mean, yeah. now was in the early days. And since then, I mean, he's, I think just developed even more. He's probably like, maybe he's like gotten more focused in what he's doing and maybe less partying or something like that, but he's still like, He's such a, I mean, he's been, he's become like the go-to guy mastering noise. His work has been, has become incredibly refined as not, it's been, you know, it's gone so far from the early days, this really raw, like crust, like he was like a crusty dude. He was a, he was a punk. Yeah. I mean, he was like from the, the crust punk scene. Um, you know, he's, that's, that's still him, but he, his, his aesthetic and his sound was, was very like raw and crust punk style. Like he had these electric, like handmade electronics and then yeah, now where he, he is create. doing this really like cavernous, uh, restrained, like perfectly engineered, um, I guess death industrial. I would I don't know what you would call it, but yeah, yeah I mean, he's 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 
he's had an amazing like development too, which is also super cool to see. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting how he's kind of like gone from having it's like still maintained like it's not like there's like there's like kind of eras of nod or whatever, but like it's like as you look at the catalog or whatever, it's like a decent progression that doesn't seem weird. His aesthetic has like shifted and like obviously concepts. It's like, everything's very, it used to kind of just be a lot more like, almost like this is a song and this is like all, uh, you know, almost kind of like that. Like, this is like, you know, these are, these are songs that I'm like performing. And now it's a little bit more just like, you know, cinematic and kind of like this huge conceptual thing. And I have a new lathe that he did um, or like that, local label put out um and i texted him and i was like dude this shit's crazy like is this a one-off and he's like you know i think this might be kind of future material but it's like he's always kind of like moving in this like direction and it's yeah it's super cool and it's yeah. like obviously like being you know being close and stuff with him and kind of hear more of like the concepts it's not just i don't just get the records and then like piece it together it's like i'm seeing it develop and it's yeah there's no like no no forcing he's just like <laughs> Yeah. hits me up and he's like, Hey, I'm going to go hit up this, try to hit the sewer. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, he gets it done. I mean, he, t he, he doesn't, he's, he gets it done like right away. I remember when I was there a couple of years ago for Christmas, he was talking about the record that came out on cloister, uh, subterranean rights and was explaining to me how he goes down to the sewers with generators and amps and synthesizers and all of his gear mm -hmm. in the canoe <clears> and records <throat> that shit. And I was just kind of like, like, I mean, it's not that I didn't believe him, but I was just kind of like, all right, like, sure. Like, I don't know how that sounds or how that works out. And then like several months later, the record comes out and it's like, oh, it sounds perfect. It's like really extremely well done. And, and, and he's got, got photo documentation of it all. It's, it's, it's like, he does everything so <laughs> thoroughly and so seriously. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's insane. And like I yeah, said, I'm always, it's... I'm always just, a, my mind is always blown also just by his, like I said, the way he balances his his lifestyle and his personality and his all of his interests and still is so productive at such a high level of so many different things. Yeah, it's yeah crazy. there's he's he's yeah. he, he's got a new job uh, herding goats now apparently. Yeah, that's right. The goat shit. It's so crazy. I don't. I haven't yeah. asked him about that. He'll he'll be on the show f soon for sure. Um, oh, yeah. which I can't wait. Cause I, I mean, I don't, there's a lot about him. I don't know. I mean, I, I know him as a friend, but always just kind of like as a friend, like such a busy dude. That's like always associated with like projects and like, or things that are going on or shows, you know, like, and I can't wait to like actually sit down with him and like find out more about all that shit specifically. Yeah. He's a true maniac. He just like, he, he gets these interests and it's not like a, a passing thing. It's like, you know, sometimes he just like gets so like focused and a lot of times those like obsessions don't go away with him. It's like, so it's like, he just got all these things, but not in like some dis uh, disorganized way. It's yeah. like, he like, and it's not like some forced way where it's like, Oh, I'm going to budget time for each of these things. It's like, he just kind of like, it's like the seasons or something. It's like, sometimes he's like into this thing or like really focused. And it's like, he spends his time like digging in and then it's like, now it's time for this thing. And it's like, right. but it's all there like circling in and out. So yeah, grants a shit. He really is like, I know. I think it was like I, the interview with Sam. You're like he's like a fountain of knowledge, and he really is. And it's like, you know, I think uh, you know, you know, you talked about like people like like uh, the idea of like gatekeepers or whatever, you know. And it's yeah. like Grant's like never been like that. It's like anybody who's like 
has a question or like wants a little help or, you know, yeah. when I first, I mean, Grant mastered the first track that was, that I did that was ever on anything like 10 years ago or whatever. Cause I was like, Oh, your shit sounds good. My shit sounds stupid. Like, could you help me? I'll give you yeah. some money. And I didn't, we weren't like buddies, like buddy buddies at the time, you know, it's like, we knew each other, but he's just like super helpful and like, not going to sit there and, you know, cross his arms and be like, you've got to earn your way here. It's like, yeah, Oh, yeah, Hey yeah. dude, you're, you want to talk about this? Like, what's up? You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Um, so that, you know, that leads me to my next question, but what role has the Minneapolis scene like had in terms of your development as a, as an artist and your, Oh, I mean, people like people, people in the scene, um, shows like, like, how is that, how has that influenced what you've, what you do? Oh, it's, I mean, it's huge. I mean, as far as sound, I mean, I wouldn't say the scene, the local scene or anything has like influenced my sound mm -hmm. or, or, you know, my, my art itself. Um, but like, as far as like me doing things and participating and like being exposed to things, Sam, you know, you know, when I got into stuff and started going to shows, it was like, I think late 2010, maybe early 2011. It's hard to remember timeline, but um, like the shit that was happening in the city and I'd never went to a heavy focus, but like the fact that like, it was like mostly Sam and Joe, I think, wasn't it? That did heavy focus or were you involved? I mean, I was involved. regardless. Um, yeah. So the heavy focus stuff that was, I wouldn't say before my time, I think there was one heavy focus where like, I knew about it and I was like, I can't go there. I'm like, I'm way too anxious. I don't know anybody. I can't just show up. And mm. it was like, you know, definitely one of those things where I kind of felt out. Of, I like I would be, which obviously I regret because, you know, you get Jay Linsky's like footage of that shit and it's like insane. But, um, but yeah, just like the fact that there were those shows. And in that time, that was like in the U.S. It seemed there was like a big, it was, you know, me, I don't know about the worldwide scene, but the, uh, the U.S. scene, there was a lot of activity and Minneapolis and, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on there and, you know, people were touring and stuff, you know, I know you guys talked about like green belt tour and, you know, custodian was popping up then. And, you know, there was like a lot of, a lot of people were like becoming more active and putting out a lot of things. And then there went to be like a lull as of like 2012 or whatever, but it was, um, but there's so much stuff happening, shows coming around, you know, one of the first, you know, shows I played was like in the rat hole with skin graft and plague mother mm. and, uh, fucking uh shane uh hostage pageant oh you know and it's like so it's like they were just on tour that was like a, a tour that was like not shocking that it would happen you know so it's like there's like cool stuff that was happening and so it's like i'm being exposed to these like new projects and it's like oh shit like let me buy some stuff from you and it was like because i'm still like in my mind like very much punk style like oh i want to like bring money i don't i can't buy stuff online because i have no money i'm broke as fuck constantly <laughs> but yeah. like i'll i have some cash and i will go to the show and buy some stuff if they have it and so yeah. it's like i'm getting that stuff there and um just being invited to play shows made me more motivated to be more focused on recording and like crafting stuff so i suppose i i suppose it did kind of help that way because the idea of going and playing there being like live activity happening and being invited to play stuff was like made me think more about recording and about sound and about presence and mm -hmm. you know whether it was good or bad on my end it was something that definitely like made me excited to do more and push myself a little more because there was a lot of really cool shit yeah and um yeah and then you know the tourniquet stuff obviously happened 
right. You know, Kevin from uh, transitional species, like did like the showcase at the kitty cat club. And it was like, that was that one month that like you played and I played and like, it was like four or five people every Monday night or whatever. And then it became like the series that he did. And then yeah. when he needed to kind of step down, cause it was just becoming too much grant took over and kind of just kept it going. And you know, the whole, like, you know, so then it's like, and then a lot of, at that time, it was like a lot of the punk houses that did show basement shows were like kind of stopping doing that. People yeah. were into that. were moving away from those houses and it wasn't like a lot of shows. So, but then it's like easy transition. Cause there's like, small bar venues that are like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's not like you had to like pay them a hundred bucks or 300 bucks to like get the night. Right. And just like go in there and do a cut and, you know, or the kitty cat club was like, yeah, sure. We'll just do that free thing. And yeah, it was, um, so there's just like a lot of activity. I mean, to, so much to the point where like, you know, the, everybody who was doing that stuff, Sam, Kevin, Grant, you know, people were booking shows we're almost always really good about trying to get new people to like come out and do stuff, not just show up, but like, Oh, you do noise? Like, what's yeah. up? Like, yeah. when you want to play, let me know when you're ready. Like, want to get right. you on something? Like, you got to play a show. That's the shit. Yeah. And like, that was really cool. And like, a, a like a year ago, you know, I Gray did some Instagram poll thing, or maybe it was a noise extra thing, but something about like what you know, what do you want to hear? What do you want us to talk about or something? And somebody commented and he shared it like, Oh, uh, people's setups. And I, some, you know, in an asshole moment, some snarky douchebag moment, I was like, I was like, um, I was like, they should go to shows, you know, like, this is what I'm going to send them. Gray being a fucking OG, nice dude just writes. And we're cool. Like we chill, we text, we message and stuff. But he's like, he was like, not everybody can come from like a cool scene, like Minneapolis, where there's like cool stuff going on where you can just go to shows. Yeah. And like, you know, and he was like, he wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a, like pat me on the head. It was like, just throwing it out there. And I was like, dude, he's totally right. Yeah. It's not like I didn't like go on the Tronics forum and like try to figure out what other people were doing or watch live videos. I didn't like bite anybody's style, but it was like, I was like, whoa, I definitely had this like great benefit of coming up in the Minneapolis scene yeah. where like, there's a bunch of enthusiastic people who were like, I don't want to really want to use like the word inclusive, but like pretty inclusive as far as like outsiders they are like, Oh, sure. you want to come, come on. It's not like there's like For some sure. secret gate gatekeeping. They're just like, come out, like, you know, be involved in this. And then yeah. obviously there's some like, you know, some spicier things that would happen, you know, on the sides, but yeah. there was a lot of like in, you know, people trying to be like, Oh, you're into this. Like, come on, check it out. See what's yeah. up. And, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. That's funny. That reminds me of a funny story, actually, that's embarrassing to tell. But um, when I first got into noise and started hearing it, actually, the Cherry Point was one of the first products I I, I heard. And it was also a time where there was like this kind of weird art noise scene in Minneapolis. This was pre, this was like more like 2006, 2007. Sure. And there were all these noise shows where people were like doing kind of goofy stuff and costumes, you know, like... Um, but then I was like at the same time discovering like recorded stuff like the cherry point, which was like so harsh. And I was like kind of always hoping that this would be what I saw at these shows, but it usually wasn't. And I was kind of like trying to talk to people like, yeah, like, do you guys listen to the cherry point? Like, and yeah. it, people were like, no, what, like, no, we don't fight. Like, what's that? I don't know. Um, so I, I couldn't really figure out how, like I wanted, I wanted to know how do you make noise. And I emailed Phil actually like <laughs> probably 2006 and was like, Hey, I'm a fan. Like, can you tell me how to make noise on the most like basic level? 
and he like politely like curved the email. <laughs> and, and and it's good and it's good because i mean of course i mean he probably was told me maybe like you know start with a contact mic you know and that's eventually yeah. i figured that out you know or like you know but i was just yeah. I mean, literally on a technical level i just saw people with these like tables with some like wire like wires going into stuff and i was like i have no idea what that is and yeah, i have no totally. idea how to make like weird ass fucked up sounds from just like some boxes you know um so it was really a mystery to me and i asked you know i asked a really dumb question to like my noise uh here at the time so it was just like yeah yeah it's uh everyone has like those kinds of like early i think early moment days not everyone likes to admit it but there we go there's mine yeah for sure um (laughs) this episode of white centipede noise podcast is brought to you by ominous recordings based in sweden a harsh noise peddling underdog label since 2005 Available on CD is The Complete Discography of Knives, a 2005 harsh noise collab between The Cherry Point and Pedestrian Deposits' John Borges. The Threesome Slitting 7-inch with the 2020 New York City gig. Also, a reissue of one of the best harsh noise albums ever, Black Leather Jesus' Ante, as well as Golden Serenades, Fit, and three of the reader reissues, co-released with Phage Tapes. Tapes by Foul, Schizophrenic Genius, and Split Tape between JSH and Compripretor. Visit www.ominousrecordings.com to get your fix. So, moving on to Body Carve. Um, well, before we get into Body Carve, you have, you have some other projects um, that are still active and maybe some earlier ones. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, like, do you want to go back to the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, so, like... Uh... So I was getting into noise, you know, is like a, something I'd like download from blogs and stuff, you know, cause they were like blog spots with media fire links and just like downloading yeah. all this wild shit. I was in college and like worked in this like AV lab kind of a place. Like, you know, I've always been like kind of technical and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like, they were like throwing this mic away that had like an, an eighth inch out or something, or like maybe it was a full one. And I just like bought an adapter at Radio Shack when those existed. But like, I, um, you know, it's like, I'm like experimenting, like in the truest sense of it, like, Oh, I like got this mic and like jammed it in. I didn't have pedals. I like opened up garage band and like put on like a, <clears throat> put on weird effects. And they just started like playing it. And it's like making this like weird, like harsh noise kind of stuff, which was yeah. like, you know, I'm like, Holy shit. And then I'm like, Oh my God. And then I'd go to like, I was like, you know, like I said, I basically never had money, especially when I was in college, but I'm like, Oh, I found like a $20 chorus pedal that had two outs so then it's like feedback loop style you know i'm like oh i got this piece of shit lion distortion pedal that sounds like garbage but i'm gonna put it between there and then like oh that's extra nasty and then <laughs> i'm like got twiddling knobs and stuff and then it's like i had the mic then and i'm like oh and like i'm gonna just record this and then like do some weird vocals of like being pissed off about little things i'm pissed off about or whatever and <laughs> so it's like then i just had the, and i had the stupid my first project was the thin white puke which was like the stupidest fucking name. Um, and I had, there's no, it's not like, it's like, Oh, I, I don't even like, I don't even like David Bowie, but it was like a David Bowie reference, but I just thought it sounded snotty and dumb. And I was like, you like, this is like puke. And my yeah. friend was like, is like, Oh, is, you know, oh, is that like a reference to come thin white puke? And I was like, dude, that's way cooler than my reason. You know? <laughs> I mean, I took it all really seriously, but then I think I just, stop for a bit and then refocus. And I was like, I want to do something different, something a little bit more like creeped creeping and like kind of postmortem style 
a little bit more like, you know, Atrex more like been one of my favorites since I found out about him. Like mm-hmm. somehow randomly on a download blog found Mechanic Asphyxia. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking demented. Like, yeah. this is like so minimal. And like, I mean, a lot of my early shit kind of sounds like that because yeah. I was like, this is all you need a fucking yeah. weird ass line, some vocals that are all affected. And it's like, it's just the most fucked up sound. And, um, and I was like, I want to take a step back from this, like aggro, like whatever, like this is on my mind shit to yeah. something that's a little bit more crafted and a little bit more like conceptual. Yeah. So then I started ligature impression. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, I was really happy. I was doing like bigger, like fold out artwork and mm-hmm. just some like, you know, kind of pervy, like standard fetish stuff. And that's kind of changed since, you know, I was like what I really wanted. I was like, I think some of my layouts just probably looked like I stole them off of the Rita, which is like not an unfair comparison. You know, it was like, just like photos in blocks with like yeah. borders and stuff. And I was yeah. like, looks like the dead body collection <laughs> split or whatever, but it's like, whatever. Um, you know, it's like, that's what I was like. I was like influenced by the Rita aesthetically, but like wanted to do something different, you know, but, uh, but anyway, it's like, yeah. So I'm like doing that. And then, uh, I remember that was that awesome. In those early days, I remember, I think like the Rita, like kind of pumped up that tape, didn't he? Like, yeah, it was sick. Uh, he, he like, me up. He, I think he, it was on, I don't know if he ordered it from you or, but he posted somewhere on some form of, but he was like, gave us some big, big props. And I remember thinking like, wow, cool. Like, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, I think with Sam McKinley, one thing, uh, at least for me personally, is that I always take his uh, recommendations very seriously. Like he'll, he'll, when he really fucks with something, he'll like let it be known. And I'll always, if I can, like try to check it out. Like, you know, so, I mean, that, yeah, totally. that, that's, I mean, there are certain, I mean, there are a lot of people like that, but there's a, there are certain people who, you know, you respect their, their taste and, and opinion, not necessarily that I love everything that he, um, that he champions, but I at least will like, yeah. I will at least will like, you know, know, okay, this is something like worthy of some attention, you know? And I, yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. He's a fucking Titan dude is one of my favorite, you know, just, uh, sonic, sonically, aesthetically as like a consistent project, like, all eras of them, you know, some yeah. people are like, eh, ballet. And I'm like, dude, I mean, dude's, dude stays, dude's a true maniac and fucking has like bookshelves full of like nasty. They're not nasty. It's all classy <laughs> shit, but it's like, dude is a real, I mean, it's not like I've been to his house, but he's got stacks of, of fucking ballet magazines and like books and fucking DVDs of all this shit. It's like, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he shouted me out um, or like hit me up. It was like, it was not something I like, it, it's not unlike, it wouldn't be unlike me to like, cause I've sent him stuff just like the first, the guts and red plastic tape mm-hmm. that I did. I sent those to people. Like, sure. I don't think I sold more than one or two of the original 12 I made. Mm-hmm. I just sent them to people that I thought might like it. Cause I didn't think it'd be any, I was like, this is kind of bullshit anyway, uh-huh. but like I sent it to people and like, he was one, I was just like, Hey man, like what's up? Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Like, I'd like to send you this tape. And he's like, sure. Cool. This yeah. is where I'm at still. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, with the ligature impression stuff, he definitely like hit me up and was like, Hey, what's up with this project? And I had a link on Bandcamp cause I used Bandcamp in those days, but he was like, can I get a tape? And I was like, hell yeah. And I was like, dude, you could have asked me just to send you one for free. And I would have fucked. Yeah. yeah. And he definitely like shouted me out. I think for my first couple releases and I met him at amplified humans and gave him ligature impression nod split. 
And he's like, I was like, here, man, I, you know, good to finally meet you. You know, excited to see you play. Here's this tape we just did. And he's like, oh, let me get you something. And I was like, oh, no, it's all good. This is just like handoff. He's like, no, no. And he gives me the fucking Lust Vessel tape or sti- what is it? The um, the one he did on Stiff Sanctorum yeah, or whatever. Cool. But it's just, you know, really nice guy and shouted me out and, you know, in those days. And that was huge for me. And I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't like carry that wave or whatever, but it was like really cool to be like, you know, dude was definitely influential for me and still is, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> in like a lot of ways, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that project was cool. And I mean, I still probably mess around with it a little bit when I'm, you know, I started doing body carb because I did, I went through like personal stuff is like, had like, you know, shitty things happen in my personal life. Uh, it was like for about 2015 and mm-hmm. up to, you know, it was like in that time it was like bad stuff happened. And then like, it was like working on that tape. It took a lot of my energy and thought, and I stopped liking doing that stuff because it was like, seemed like a chore, you know, this sure. didn't seem like something that was like fun. And I don't know, like some of my friends, you know, in the scene or whatever, they're like, Oh, they like treating it like a job. And like, it's like, no, no, you got to do this. And I'm like, that's not how I view this shit. Like I'm not inspired and it feels inauthentic to like yeah. force myself to sit down and do something when I'm not actually authentically inspired or like feeling like yeah. I need to get something out or, do something or like, Oh, I have this idea that's like burning a hole in my brain. It has to be like, I have to do something. Yeah. And, um, but I just basically stopped, like stopped doing that. I didn't want to think about that. And I was just listening to a lot of harsh noise. Um, when I finally like, and I didn't want to listen to any negative music at that point. And then I like started getting feeling better and like things were going better for me. Started listening to a bunch of harsh noise tapes, a lot of ones that I just collected over time. And went through like a whole stack of plague mother tapes that we'd like I bought and traded and like gotten and stuff. And which was like a lot of the harsh noise tapes that I had. And then I'm like downloading more and listening to more. And I'm like, Oh fuck, you know, and then like listening to some just nasty junk stuff. And that kind of like formed into, you know, once again, like I did played ligature impression live with, uh, at the first fest that grand through in like 2015. And I played a really good set. I mean, like if I could, if I do say so myself, I thought mm-hmm. it was, I thought it went really well but then I just kind of lost all that steam and motivation. And then the next year he was like, Hey, I was doing this fest again, but I don't want to do any repeat shows or repeat projects. So Mm -hmm. like you doing anything different. I was like, actually I've been doing harsh noise, like just Mm -hmm. recording like tapes and making, you know, just, just as like, I'm not recording this to be like, here's a tape or record to put something out. I was just making harsh noise because it's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, I don't really have a name though. And I like, I mean, Grant helped me pick up the first name. I mean, like I, I kind of was like, had an idea and I was like a couple options. And I was like, body carve was one of them. He's like, body carve sounds like a sick project. And I was like, yeah, that's like my top. So then that was it. I played the fucking show, which my first few shows probably weren't great, but it was definitely like the core concepts that I had. I, I always have rules and constraints with like music where I'm like, this is what this is about. Yeah. This is how I do it. These are the things I won't do. Uh, or I'm going to stay away from yeah, and, or the, the electronics or whatever that I'm going to stay away from and not utilize. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not doing vocals. I'm not using synths. I'm not, uh, you know, like I'm, this is different from ligature impression because there's a different, it's different. And so it's like, I was like no vocals, no mouth sounds, no, you know, no synthesizers on deck. This is just like gritty, nasty shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say I never would, because I think I needed that to just start something different and mm-hmm. to leave the other shit in the past or at mm-hmm. least separate them. Mm-hmm. I have a, I think I've got like some pink noise mm-hmm. for like, uh, that I use from like a synth that I like recorded just to have like 
gritty uh, rather than making it on an audacity, which is just as easy, but I just plugged it in and got some noise and mm-hmm. I'm not interested in making some like emotionally evocative, harsh noise or whatever, you know, I think that's cool, you know, but I think, uh, I wasn't looking for like textures of like, I really just wanted to be, have something that's like abrasive and just knuckle dragging harsh mm-hmm. noise, like mm-hmm. 90s style mother savage, mm-hmm. you know, style shit. And, um, whether some people look at that as being like rehash or whatever, it's like, that's what I felt like. And I also, it's like coming into body carve. It's like, I was doing this stuff and I felt like there was definitely a vibe of like what people, what, what harsh noise, what people like thought was good. Mm-hmm. And it was after custodian, you know, custodian kind of stopped. And I was like, to me, I was like a bunch of people, like, it seems like everybody loves short songs. Mm-hmm. They, they love these, like this really crisp, you know, they love cut-ups. Mm-hmm. They love this really crisp sound. Mm-hmm. They love this like oversaturated kind of like, I don't want to like rag on digital clipping. Cause like this is some sick shit, like, you know, but it's like this, like really, uh, computer recorded sound where it's like a lot of cuts it sounds heavily edited. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, I just want something that sounds like a fucking monster. Like mm-hmm. something that just sounds like obviously like macronympha, you mm-hmm. know, style stuff where it's just gutter nasty, but still like tight and like just a fucking avalanche of sound. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I feel like should be done. And that's mm-hmm. what I think that this, sh- I, I like that there's variety, but like, I'm not, you're not going to see me shouting out cut up noise yeah. or like, or like, Lupe stuff as much as I love custodian. Like when I was like, I was like that shit rules, but like, I don't want to make that. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I'm not using loops mm-hmm. and I'm not going to, you know. Okay. So you have a certain sound that you were going for, um, but there are also pretty like clear thematics associated with the project. Can you tell me a bit about those and what, what's behind the project thematically? I'm a, I mean, I'm a science teacher and like science, you know, freaking fanatic or whatever. And mm-hmm. You know, one of my things, things that I like to do are just like read about science and, and new things and like collect, collect fossils or whatever. But it's like, I'm also super interested in like medical things. And, and it's never been like, uh, oh, like, ooh, this is, this is the fucking brutal shit, man. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm like watching it just like, whoa, like, you know, like <laughs> find a video of an autopsy online and I'm just like watching it, like taking it all in, like as like a, an observational standpoint. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, usually what's more about what it's more about. It's not like, uh, it's not, it's not like, I'm just like thinking that this is shocking. You know, mm-hmm. I know the people buy this shit have seen plenty of corpses and you know, asses and shit, but it's like, it's like the mixture of, you know, this kind of like sex death thing that like, you know, with Atrex Morgan, it's like a mixture of like bodies that were living or not. And it's like, sometimes, especially with like some, some tapes, it's like medical stuff, but not in like a, Hey, guess what? Be shocked. It's like, sometimes it's like (laughs) almost educational, but -hmm. like not in, not like I'm going to teach people, but it's like really like, I'm like reading papers about, you know, so was it hair tourniquet? No, the um, auto amputation, the tape I did for new forces. Yeah. You know, it's like, it was like, there was a whole bunch of stuff behind it when I was like reading about hair tourniquet syndrome and auto amputation of like babies, limbs and other appendages and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like, I was like, guess what? Some babies have the genitals cut off. Be shocked. It was right. like this like deep interest of like, not like I'm like, Ooh, so, so interesting. But it was like, my mind just got fixated on this. And obviously I had a kid. And so it's like, I'm thinking about that stuff. And then I'm like, 
you know, then I just couldn't stop thinking about different ways. And then it became this release where it's like, I'm using steel wire because it's like, it reminds me of like threads and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, I mean, I think I played a show with you when you came into Minneapolis and did that kind of yes. music with yes. the steel wire, but yeah. So it's like that kind of stuff. It's, um, you know, body carve obviously relates to like cutting open bodies, whether it be like murder or like, you know, but more often more like a medical kind of a thing. Um, and, uh, cause it's like, you know, true crime's cool, but it's not like something I focus on. Right. Um, but yeah, just this like penetrative act, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times I play with like a knives or screwdrivers and I'm like, you know, like, like stabbing into stuff. I mean, you can't hear it. That's not like, I'm like, I'm stabbing stuff and you can like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like I'm trying to paint that picture always, but like it's there because it's for me to like express that. And then it just comes into something. So if somebody's like, Oh, it sounds like that, that's cool. But it's not like I need that to be seen. Sure. Because for me, it's just like, I'm doing these things because that's like what I'm putting out into this. But then it's like, you know, I'm not really concerned if people get it always because sure. it's more of just like, I think that, you know, with, with music that I release, my thing is always, I want the art to be as reflective and like deeply tied into what was intent originally intended. But I also would like to think that fucking Tommy, what a savage releases one of the best fucking tapes in, I don't know what, 20 years, black cover. Yeah. Just the name. Yeah. He could have put any cool artwork on there, but it was just black with Turek's reset on yeah. there. Like fucking, I mean, that's my, that's my, before I got that tape, I was like, that's my mentality of like, this shit should be good enough for me to want to pick up and listen to and be like, I want to buy that. Right. I want to have that. It should be good enough that on a black cover, blank cover, it should stand on its own. Yeah. And then anything else just like helps to illustrate that more. And so, you know. This episode of White Centipede Noise Podcast is brought to you by Scream and Ride Distro and Absurd Exposition Label, Canadian-based source for experimental electronics, harsh noise, etc. Over 1,500 items in stock on all formats. Media mail shipping to the USA and affordable international shipping. Coming early 2022. Hermit Chick White Split Tape. Two distinct vocal noise approaches from opposite coasts of Canada. Neural Objective Constraint Tape. Unreleased material from 1996. Mott and Violent Shogun, Mangle Tape, Split and Collaborative Tape Works, Andrew Nolan and Misery Engine, Split Tape, Cosmic Industrial Dusty Noise Malaise, The Rita, Herschel the Shoot Tape, Sputtering Crunch of Obsessive Minimalism, Alex York Double Tape, Tape and Synth Works for Melancholy Mood. Visit ScreamandRide.com and AbsurdExposition.Bandcamp.com. Um, you know, you've referenced it before, and, and I think I uh, have it right here in front of me your most probably like, hmm, I don't know. I would say it's your, 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 your crowning achievement at this point is guts oh, and yeah. red plastic. Um, this is a tape and I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the insert here. On March 28th, 2018, I performed a necropsy in my lab. A microphone was attached to the scalpel and body at different points as I cut through the skin, muscle, and bone. The glistening organs were exercised, were excised and placed in a red viscera bag with the bare microphone. For over 20 minutes, I mangled and mutilated the organs while listening to the amplified wet mush of the bloody innards and the crackle of the, bla of the plastic as the sounds recorded to the tape. So, 
tell me about what actually happened for this recording. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm a, I teach science. I, so I have like a, a science classroom in a lab. Um, I'd been thinking a lot about this idea of like, you know, uh, what would happen if I, you know, cause it's not like I'm like, I don't work in like a, um, I don't work in a, you know, funeral home or like, I don't work with like medical staff to like have, you know, access to, you know, human, you know, corpses or whatever. And so I'm thinking like, what would happen? Like, what would it sound like if I was able to like contact Mike, a bunch of guts and like, you know, like organs, like, you know, from a, from a body or whatever, from like a, you know, dead human or dead animal. Like, and the idea of like, there's like rules and like all this stuff around, you know, it's like, you can just be like, Hey, could I, could I, could I go in and like, after you've done the autopsy, could I just like mic this up and mush my hands around? But in my mind, I was like, what would this sound like? And how would this be? And, um, you know, obviously like, you know, huge shout out to the Rita being like massively for me, at least influential as far as like, like using sound sources to like build something out, uh, you know, and he's like very strict about like, it just can be the sound source and that's it. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was like, you know, I want to make something out of it, but it's like underlying. But anyway, it was like this, this thing that's like, and I'd written it down before and I was like, you know, that'd be, you know, something I'd want to do. And I, I had the name in my head of like this, uh, the name comes from an Atrax Morgue song, uh, Sperm on Red Plastic. Mm hmm. And uh, it's a reference to that and, you know, only in name, but I was just like, okay, you know, and I had these bags that I was like, these like, you know, what are they called? These like red, these red viscera bags, these like biohazard bags um, that I'd found or ordered or something for no, no other reason than just having them. And uh, cause I'm, you know, cause it's like one of the, something I would do. And uh, it just like, without being too cryptic, but like, uh, there was a dead animal at, you know, at my job. And I was like, okay, well, like I can take this. And it was like after hours. And I think I just, at that point, after I'd been thinking about it, it was like this idea was swirling in my head and I just took a contact mic and had it in my bag, but it's not like I had a recorder, but I was at my room and we had this like old, like recorder for uh, what is it called? The uh, playing tapes, like books on tape, mm -hmm. shitty Brown one, like not one of those like library of Congress, but like a shittier version of those. And so I just like, plugged the contact mic into there and started recording. It's like, as I like had a scalpel and like cutting this thing open and I'm not really listening. It's like, I'm listening to the sound from the tape machine and it's all like shitty, but it's like, I'm doing this and I'm like holding it to the scissors and I'm like going through and then I'm like, you know, carving through. And it's like, I mean, I don't want to sound like super weird. It's like this weird, like it was like, I'm in this place where like, maybe this is like the most fucked up thing anybody could walk in on me doing in, in this school. And I'm like, uncomfortable. The smell is disgusting. Uh, to me, you know, I just think it's so it's not the smell of blood, you know, uh, the, it, like this, like, and it gets more and more. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like getting stronger in the room. I'm in like a very small room in like a closet. And it's like, it's like, it stinks. It's like getting smearing all over. It's like, I get this stuff out and I'm taking pictures like in the, you know, in the tape, it's like where I have the titles on the inside. Like that's a picture that I took from it. And Whoa. it's like, yeah. And it's like the collage on the outside is like a combination of some medical pictures, some, you know, nasty, nasty stuff. Yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, so that's like, that's like a picture I took and like, of like of that. And then it's like, then I like take the stuff out and I'm like, you know, putting it in this bag. 
and with the mic. And it's like, I'm just kind of, you know, like I say, it's like the way I'd phrase it in that, it's like funny hearing you read it. Cause I haven't read that in a long time or, or you know, obviously never heard somebody else read it, but like, I haven't even read it in a while, but it's like, you know, I'm stating that it sounds so like cryptic, but I, when I was writing that, I was thinking like, I'm just trying to be as matter of fact mm -hmm. and like, uh, obviously like, it's like partly the way I talk is like, you know, being like elaborate or whatever, but I was trying to be as matter of fact and also descriptive as possible of like being very, just like, this is what I did. This is how it went. Mm -hmm. This is what, what it was like. And obviously it sounds kind of like, you know, fucked up or whatever, but it really was just like, almost like a document, you know, it's not like I'm like, you know, bashing, bashing some brains in while I, you know, harvest a fucking skull or something. It's like, it, but I'm it's, like, it's subtle, but it's still quite, it's still quite, you know, um, I mean, it's heavy, it's heavy, but it's, it's not quite, like, I, it, uh, it, it, it paints a picture and it paints a, there's definitely, there's definitely feeling to it. You finish the writing with saying eight months later, I can still see the blood in, on my gloves and smell the meaty iron filling the room. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fucking gross. Uh, it was gross. And, um, I think, yeah, it's like when I was writing that, I wanted it to like paint the picture of what it was, you know, yeah. being there. Like, can you see it when you're yeah. listening, when you're reading that, can you see it? You know, can you very much so. And in the second track? It's like, you know, I start with just the plane. Yeah. I, I don't think it's any effect. maybe like a bait, you know, base overdrive or something that it was through, but it's like, you know, it's like, I don't want to like, nobody wants to picture me punching pedals or whatever, but it's like, you know, it's like I play the intro. It starts and ends the second track with just the raw sound, yeah. you know? And it's like, just you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was, but anyway, so it's like, I recorded that. I, I did that sound source, right? It's like, I did that thing and it's like, it's fucking gross, you know, and I'm all like sketched out, you know, being at, you know, my job, being where I'm at, you know, I'm like, is somebody going to come in here? And I'm like sitting here like an absolute fucking freak show. And then it's like, you know, I'm all done. I've got this cassette tape now with the sound source. It's maybe like 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes of sound. It might've been on a C60. So maybe it was mm -hmm. like a full 30. And then I, in my mind, oh, I, and I had done the vomit arsonist tape. So I had some of these extra C forty twos, and I had some for some random thing I did. I had like these, uh, what are they called? VHS boxes, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like all these like things swirling in my head of like what I should do, or it's like kind of generally how this like like currently right now I have like all these ideas swirling in my head about like a future like release, kind of like that where it's like art package, kind of like. But it's like I'm just like I've been thinking about it for two years now, and yeah. it's like maybe I'll do it this year or next year. But yeah, it's like this stuff just sits there and like festers in my brain of like. What, what should I do or like how this could be? And it's like, it should be this, you know, if somebody listens to it and it's like, oh, this is just a tape. But it's like, to me, it's like something where it's like, this is like, it's something that became bigger than it's like something yeah. that grew, like almost evolved. Right. But, um, I recorded the sound source and then like the second track I recorded within a day or a couple of days, maybe it's that weekend of like that happening. And then, or you know, me recording it, I recorded the second track, or at least recorded probably five versions of it because I was like, this is, and that was like, you know, back to like, because, you know, I hate to like sound like I'm dishing on custodian because dude is a, I mean, I, you know, hung out with John in this basement where he's just like his minimal shit. Um, you know, he's a homie and like, I'm not saying anything that's up with that, but in my mind, it was like, I think he had a huge impact and effect on what 
noise was at the time. Mm-hmm. Even like breaking the will, it's like at the time it was like super fast, you know, cut up stuff. And I was like, I want something that's just like longer, bigger tracks. I had these C42s. I was like, I want to record a tape that's like brick fucking 20 minute tracks. Mm-hmm. I had also at Amplified Humans gotten your fucking tape or the tape that you put out of Action Discipline mm-hmm. and massive ignorant C60 with just like brutal harsh noise different textures all these transi- transitions and i was like that's what the fucking shit should sound like yeah that's that's what that's like king harsh noise shit yeah. and so it's like i recorded i like mushed that you know i was like had the fucking contact mic and i'm like doing this shit yeah and i watched a timer that said it was like 20 or 22 minutes yeah and i was like i want to make sure i have this and it got nastier and stinkier as i went oh. and i was like this is is so fucking gross to me um and it's because I don't, I don't eat meat, dude. Yeah, you're a vegetarian, <laughs> you know? right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, and so if this isn't like, you know, anybody who hunts or has a dad or a family member who hunts could go with them and fuck around with the gut pile in the woods, you know, but it's like, this is like my version of that. So it's like, it was never supposed to be something where I was like trying to convince people that this is like a human corpse. I said necropsy, I think, because I thought that that differentiated a little bit more like animal necropsy versus human autopsy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, whatever. I mean, the sound is, the sound is, is what it is, but I recorded that shit and then went to play some shows with Grant in like Chicago and Grand Rapids mm-hmm. and like in Minneapolis. And the first night in Minneapolis, like I said, I, I had some technical issues anyway, but when I played in um, Chicago, I said, I started, and I was like, this is guts and red plastic. And I just started. Were then you playing live came... with that, with that gut source tape? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I played with that and then like, um, yeah. So it's like, I mean, that, I guess, you know, built it up a little bit and it's like, you know, I had that tape and it's like, I kind of played the set. Like I have the second track where it's like started with the sound source and ended with it. And there's junk metals, you know, smashing around and, Hmm. you know, but I did it live. So I played that set live, like, or that track set, whatever. And then the first, the A side, it was like, I played a compactor came back and I played a pretty good set. I think. It's some, was it some, some place, but so I was like, okay, like this is fleshed out enough where this could be that. And I used the sound. So I used the cutting open sound source for that. Mm-hmm. And then the mush, you know, in the bag was for the B side. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I, what is, I don't even remember the track titles, but the first track is supposed to be like, it is literally like cutting open and extracting. Yeah. Side A is necropsy entry excision. Nice. B um, is called B- mangled in parentheses guts in red plastic. So yeah, that follows yeah. that follows. Yeah. Yeah. So it's literally like, that's what happened. It's like, I recorded them up op- in opposite directions, but like the, um, I did, that's like the first 10 minutes of the A side is with the sound source. And then it's like maybe 10 minutes in, it's like, I lost it, but it's like that fuzz from the t- blank tape or whatever. Yeah. Or it's like, I think I cut it off and then it just goes off and into all like you know junk metal squealing and yeah, feedback yeah. but yeah but yeah with the artwork cool. i was i was like you know i was like oh i've got this i've got these and i was like this is what it's going to be and so i made 12 of them because in my mind i was like even though i was like being all kind of snotty and like this is what shit should sound like mm-hmm. it should be longer tracks brutal blown out harsh noise just you know simple elements just absolutely wreck just wrecking you just know, you know brutal stuff and mm-hmm. you know like i said before like just like not just wall noise, right. but like a wall of noise right, and right, like right. just constant, you know, with transitions and with other elements kind of peeking in and out, which is like the shit I like. I mean, mm-hmm. we all like it, but that was like 
what I thought it should sound like. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, so then it was, I was like, okay, well, this is, I don't want to like, I'm going to sound like, like a douche or whatever, but I was like, this is kind of like extreme. I don't know if anybody even cares about this. It's not like I have like a bunch of people begging me for masters. I mean, you put out the scrap gash, which was, you know, awesome. It was like me on white centipede. Whoa, that's so fucking sick. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm just going to do 12. This is like an art, you know, artistic vision mm -hmm. of like, it's going to come in a, a, you know, a VHS box. Mm -hmm. It's going to have this big collage artwork in there and half of it's going to be covered. And you'd have to take the artwork, the inserts apart to actually see the full collage. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to, you know, have a bag that's glued in there, which also, you know, I hate to sound like, a, you know, it's like my influences, whatever. Another fucking shout out to Marco Cobelli or whatever, not or whatever, Marco Cobelli, Atrex Morgue. The idea of putting shit in a bag, yeah. you know, it's like, the, I mean, I, I should probably try to stay focused, but it really was like this huge conceptual, like, you know, music, but then the packaging was like yeah. almost as, you know, sure. conceptual because yeah, for sure. the pieces of raw tape that are in there are sound source. Like Mike Finkley striations literally took one of those strips and made a, a tape loop out of it. Yeah. And then like put it on one of the trauma codes. Yeah. It's like anybody could do that who has that. That's yeah. like liter and even for the the larger edition when I reissued the or did a full edition of like the VHS box. Yeah. I dubbed tapes and cut them up so I had shit to throw in because those were the guts of, you know, the guts and yeah. the tape guts. Yeah. And I pr I probably like you know, it's like in my mind I was like I should just rip the fucking tape out of the the actual magnetic tape out of the tape and uh <sighs> I think it was like a friend of mine told me about, so, you know, the Minneapolis black metal dude, Votana. Yes. Yeah. Right. So like that dude, I'd heard that he had like taken a tape, smashed it. So it was like broken and the tape was all out and like wrapped it around. And I was like, that's such a shitty snotty thing to do. Especially if you have like, he's like all cult style or whatever. Mm. But it was like, I was like, you know, that'd be cool. Cause it's like rip it out. I'm like, well, I don't want to fuck the tape up. But I was like, yeah. I want to put it in there and like this mush of, yeah. you know, crushed mush of, of magnetic tape and I wrapped it shut. And so it's like, I, in my mind, I was like, you open this up and it's like, there's a bag and then you can pull it out and there's like tape just falling everywhere. Yeah. And, um, and then it's just, you know, it is what it is. And yeah, it's well, anyway. very well, very, I mean, it, it is what it is. It is, it is what you say it is. It's, it's, it's just that it's great packaging. It's a great experience. And Thanks, you know, the, and the, and it's not just packaging. It's the concept and the sound I mean, the sounds, but the whole, the whole thing, you know, just, it's a very it's a very powerful release. So that was a really, yeah. I mean, you've done all the great recordings since then, um, but I think just in terms of full presentation, everything that's like, that's I think really the standout. So yeah, far. I mean, on, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still making you know noise and have like a you know full length CD coming out or whatever. Um, and but it's but if that ends up being like you know a lot of people are like no no I always want my next one to be my best one. Honestly, like if I recorded 10 more tapes or whatever, kept doing noise for five more years, 10 more years ever, and that still was the best thing I ever did, I would be totally fine with it because it really, I put so much into it and so much time and thought and like, it really, you know, I don't know if I'd say, I mean, it seems trite to like be like my masterpiece, but like that was everything I wanted this project to be. Yeah. And it still is. It's yeah. like, besides maybe some tweaking, there's, you know, I'm talking with somebody about reissuing it as a CD or whatever, mm -hmm. but. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I'd want to maybe not remix it fully, but like make sure the sound is good for, for that format and yeah. 
but it's like, I still am very happy with it. Like some things I've put out and I'm like, eh, that's kind of whatever. Sure, Wish sure. I'd done this differently, but that's like that one. I'm just, I was very happy with it. And I was so, you know, I'm a, I'm a humble person. I was very, very excited and flattered that so many people bought it from me. I kind of, like I said, I sent it off to basically, I think, I don't think I, I think I traded some and a handful I sent to friends, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was just kind of lumped them together. The biggest influence of me, like doing more was Matt Purse and, Ta and Luke Tandy. And they're like, basically both along the lines of like, this is so fucking good. You need to do more of these. Yeah. It's not right that you would do 12 of these and be like done. You right. know, it's like, you need to do more. Like, yeah. there's no reason to not do it. You really should. And I was like, damn, like, I totally respect you guys a, a ton. You know, maybe I should look at this. And I was like, maybe I'll do this. I'll kind of toy with the idea and do like a pre-order just to see, cause I'll do a Norelco version, but yeah. To me, the Norelco, it's not like the, the VHS version is the version. It's right. the actual release. And like, whereas some people are like, this is the version and this is the special edition. Yeah. The Norelco is like the economy edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's sure. like to, to pull out their shit, shit, shitty tape pieces. Yeah. That was like, you know, my, my idea. But those guys like gassed me up about it. And I was like, all right, let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to do them. I'll do a pre-order. Like a lot of people you know, wanted them, yeah. the, the special version. And yeah. I didn't charge a lot for it. It was like probably 10 bucks, yeah. which is what some people charge for like a shitty Norelco now sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I was just like, I just was like, wanted it to be out in yeah. that form mm -hmm. and I was okay taking a hit a little bit, but yeah, I made a, I mean, a lot of people ordered for me. I see, you know, people I really respected that I didn't even know were like, it popped up in my email and I was like, damn, you yeah. know, gray, I'd see his name. I'm like, gray yeah. from, Contradic? Yeah. I'd never talked to him before. And I was like, oh my God, fucking Gray's ordering from me? Yeah. Full circle. Cause I came up with the Tronics board. Yeah. You know, Gray's like shit. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, like this is like, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. Sam McKinley shouting me out for ligature impression. Gray buying a tape for me. Is there, you know, this like awesome. <laughs> I was so stoked. And um, obviously then we like, you know, became friends in chat and stuff. But it's like, uh, Anyway, I know I'm like talking probably too much about this, but no. I'm definitely very happy with it. I was happy. The reception was good. I was ha happy to see it pop up on people's like year end lists. I mean, I won't, I don't need to, you know, act like I didn't see that stuff, you know, it sure. was, and it wasn't just, it wasn't just friends of mine. It was like people I didn't know. And I was just like, damn, like, yeah, I was, I felt very, cause I, I mean, it was not something I did with anybody in mind except myself. Right. So with the story of guts and plastic, um, you know, you, you described how that, scene went down you were working you were at your work as a teacher mm -hmm. um how do you how do you deal with that do you worry about being like do you worry about your staff or your or your students finding out about what you do as an artist and 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 that being problematic um what what do you like <clears throat> what do you what do you know about that are there do you know about the legal um legal protections you might have or not have or you know, any, any of that stuff? Are you aware of that? Um, yeah, I mean a bit, it's not like I'm like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, talk to a lawyer. I don't like talk to a lawyer or anything like that, but I mean, what I, I mean, as far as I know, the things I, the things I've done, or at least could be like directly tied with some level of evidence. It's not like I've done anything like super criminal. And, uh, and I think that obviously with the nature of like what we do, you know, I do, I do get concerned about that. And, you know, uh, I'm pretty vague about things and hidden about certain things just because I think about ramifications of not just, I mean, 
as you know, legal stuff aside, the social aspect of it, you know, like it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's like a crime to be something that's damaging when it has to do with your career right. or your, your job or, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's like a people that know me, know me. It's not like I put on a front in, in, in person. Yeah. Uh, if I'm cryptic or vague about things, it's just because I think that's all people need to know. Right. And, you know, so it's like, you know, gutter bloat is like, you know, the, um, when I post stuff on Instagram, it's like, I'm not sitting there breeding or brooding and like, you know, speaking in like, you know, cryptic black metal tongue or whatever, you know, to be like extra mysterious or tough. It's like, I'm just like being me, like, and, um, everybody who knows me knows, you know, who I am, but that sometimes isn't enough. If I, if I were like, you know, copy of guts and red plastic gets in the hand of like a family member of my students or something, or, you know, it could be bad, but I know that, uh, I haven't, you know, I've, I'm in a union and yeah. like, uh, you fuck them. Yeah. You know? It's not like, it's yeah. not like I'm like, it's not like I'm doing anything that would, that in, that hurts my job. It's not like I'm doing anything that affects any families or students. Right. I think that as far as what I'm doing, it's fine. Um, even if it would be received in a very, in a very like alarming way from the people, because that's not like, I'm not like ignorant to that or like, I'm not stupid. Be like, no, it's just art. No big deal. Like it's fucked up. You know, it's like, yeah. it's a lot of weird stuff and uncomfortable things for a lot of people. Even if you could find somebody, some parent of one of my students that's like obsessed with true crime. And then they're like, Oh, my kid's teacher does this. Like, yeah. uh, you right. know, so I do think about that a lot and I do try to be a little bit more hidden and a little bit more um, yeah. careful about things. I don't just, I have, you know, friends that I work with on, you know, on social media and some of them, you know, I keep uh, different social medias for, for, you know, different things. Yeah. And, uh, not because it's, you know, just because I want to connect with people, but also like, I want to be able to speak freely about certain things, you know, yeah. I'm not going to post on gutter bloat. It's, it's noise, it's noise and, and nasty stuff. And yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. And some people might think that that's like, oh, that's not your authentic self. And it's like, well, guess what? My fucking authentic self has been splintered forever. Yeah. I've constantly had to, had to reconcile things that I like doing and, and the one way that I am yeah. versus like how I'm in another context. And, yeah. You know, I'm not going to talk about, you know, pornographic power electronics at, at Christmas dinner with my family, you know, right. I'm not going to bring that stuff up. And I think that, uh, it's like, I just, you know, I'm not going to post a bunch of <laughs> holiday pictures of me with my daughter yeah. on gutter bloat, because that's not what that's about. You of know, course. it really is like, this isn't like, that's not just like, here's a window to my life. Like this is about gutter bloat body carve noise related stuff yeah. going and you know, going seeing industrial stuff, hanging out with Grant doing fucked up shit in, uh, yeah. in an industrial waste spot Yeah, or like, you know, so that's fine with me. And it's like, I very like, my life is very compartmentalized because mm -hmm. of that. You know, my, uh, you know, in the beginnings up until, you know, a couple of years ago, it's like, I was with a partner who was like completely not interested in anything related to industrial or noise. And so I still, even at home would have to come very much comp compartmentalize mm -hmm. and segment my, my activities mm -hmm. because, you know, it's like some, you know, that person didn't give a shit and I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna have to do this uh, in my own little yeah. pocket of time. And yeah. obviously it's different now, but, but yeah, with my job, it's definitely like, it, and obviously like there's all that, but that's just like the one aspect of it. Like whether it's chicken or the egg type thing, like me being a science educator is like obviously stems from me being obsessed and interested in like filling, like learning as much as I can about everything I can that I'm interested in. That leads me into like 
how, you know, especially with body carve being connected to like, you know, digging into these uh, topics and kind of like in a very, like, uh, it's, I don't know what, I don't know what the word is. I'm losing mine too. Um, <clears throat> in a very like, I don't know, examination type way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, that's part of who I am. And this isn't like a persona of like, Oh, I'm a harsh noise guy who gets obsessed with things. It's like, that's just kind of how I am. And especially when it comes to the things I, you know, get fixated on where it's like, there's a whole reason why I did auto amputation. And it wasn't because I, if I, I thought it'd be edgy or brutal, you know, it's like, Oh, like, you know, I find a, th- I find hair wrapped around my kid's toe mm-hmm. and it's starting to change color a little bit. And I get really fucking alarmed. Yeah. And then I start pouring over all this, you know, medical literature about that stuff and, uh, and about that. And it's like, then obviously it's not like I'm like, Hey, here's this event that happened to me. And now here's the release about it. It's just like, that just kind of became that. Yeah. And you know, it's like, so in many ways, your profession is actually quite closely related to your work as an artist. I mean, they, they definitely come, come from the same root, but at the same time you have to compartmentalize them. And I mean, I I really do think we should consider, uh, with this interview, um, protecting your, your identity as much as possible, not because, um, of anything that you do that is, I think illegal or bad, but I still think it, it's, I don't want to, you know, cry about the PC monster or something like that these days, but it's very much a thing that with the internet, people get exposed to things and people say things and they're taken the wrong way. And, um, especially when you're dealing with young people, I mean, I think it's, I think it's valid also that, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you think about it? Do you think it would be valid if, 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 if parents of your of your students like found out like found on your tapes or collage you did and we're like what the hell like like how like i mean what, what would you think about that uh yeah so i mean it's like one of those things that i think uh, once in a while i get paranoid about or the idea of like my boss emails me and is like you know we need to talk and then like shows me a computer screen of like some shit and it's like is this you yeah. <laughs> like me like ripping a fucking set you know and then like <laughs> google's my name in the next tab is like fucking screenshot of the guts and red plastic intro or something yeah. like what the fuck um or you know like a parent just emailed me this is this you <laughs> like, yeah it's like r kelly with a piss tape or something <laughs> like it's like literally me like fucking ripping in a fucking piece of junk and i'm like you know show me the id that ain't me yeah. but um but yeah i think about that stuff and and uh, what i think it's justified for a parent to be alarmed i think in their context of their lives and what they're interested in, what music is and what teachers are. I don't think that's shock. I mean, I'm not, I'd be a real dumb piece of shit to be like, well, I don't see what's, what's the problem here. I mean, I'm just literally playing with some metal. Don't you see? It's obviously there's more to it than that. And there's like dark elements that as a person who's like a, a person of influence, you know, with my kids, with my community or whatever in that way, like, it makes sense that some people be alarmed, but I think I'd like to think that my, the person I am has been established Mm -hmm. and those things might seem like alarming to some people, but the majority of people would be like, have to reconcile that there's, that this person is just compartmentalized that it's not like, Oh, this is, that's who they've been all along. And now they're there. It's like, no, no, this is the same person. So it's like a mentality. And maybe I'm naive about that because this is shit that most people would never come in contact with or understand. But, um, 
you know, if I was a director of a horror film, people wouldn't be like so alarmed right. that like, oh, I did this maybe it's like, but it's because it's so obscure and because people have no frame of reference for it. Right. Like nobody knows about noise. I mean, right. I work with people. It's not like I work with at an art studio. Right. I work with a bunch of jocks, right. you know, people who are like book people. And it's like, that's cool, but they have no frame of reference for it. And so it would make sense. I'd like to think that because of my uh, general protections and my, um, obviously the, the work I do and my actions so far in my career yeah. have spoken for themselves. I mean, I'm like a well-liked teacher yeah. by my students and the people I work with that it's, it's not like I'm like some piece of shit that people are looking to get rid of. Like, right. I would, uh, I'd be surprised if there'd be some, some horrible reckoning. Right. But obviously I'm, you know, I play live, you know, I'm talking to you. I'm not, yeah. um, I know that there's some level where I think it's like one of those things where it's like, in my mind, I'm like, the day will come. Yeah. And I just hope that it's, uh, you know, smooth enough. Tell me a bit about your label gutter bloat. Yeah. So I've done, so gutter bloats my label. Uh, you know, I've done, I don't know, 10, nine, eight or nine releases, maybe mm -hmm. 10. I, I'm getting confused because I'm working on two right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't remember, maybe those are 10 and 11 or nine or 10. I can't remember, but I done a label when I first started doing noise because I was like, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. Start a label. <laughs> and, um, that label was very focused on like a kind of a cult kind of a, you know, a cult type stuff. I was doing, I was also doing uh, visual art, like woodcuts. Mm -hmm. I did a couple releases, not, not many. And then I just stopped. And then when I was doing body carve and, you know, I'd, obviously that, during that transitional time, I wanted to do a different label. I was like, I want to start doing a label again, but I don't want to do that old one. That one's done. That's like, I don't want to rehash that. I want to do something different, something kind of nastier. And really just like, in my mind, I was like, I want this to be an extension of my art. Like, it's not like, um, I wanted to have a hand in this stuff. So it's like, I'm not just doing this as like a business thing or like a, as like a, Hey, I really like your stuff. Give me whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, I want to do the art and that's, you know, gone here and there. Um, there's definitely been, um, releases where some of the art or all of the art or whatever has been done. By, by the artists or whatever, mm -hmm. but it was just definitely something where I wanted to like, I wanted to do more visual stuff. I wanted to have more of a reason and I wanted to have a deep connection. I guess with the old label, I did the exact same thing. Cause I did woodcuts. I did a crown of Cerberus max old, like yeah. ambient tape collage thing. Yeah. I did a release for him mm -hmm. and I did a woodcut. It was like wrapped in a ribbon and cool. it's all like, you know, it was like, he was stoked. I was stoked, but uh, you know, it's like, I always wanted this like handmade, art or handmade packaging or kind of this like very connected approach where it's, I'm not just, and not that there's anything wrong with pumping stuff out. Like, just like, yep, we're going to do an Norelco center at the plan. I was like, I wanted to like have this connection to the art, to the music, and it'd be almost a collaborative thing. Not that I'm latching onto their stuff. I don't need to label myself as like mm -hmm. the artist of the package on mm -hmm. the release, but just having that connection deepens it for me. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, and it's like, I just, you know, I get carried away with stuff. I get really, hyper-focused and fixated on things. And so it's like, you know, just me pushing the visuals and uh, in a way that I thought would be complementary to the artists, you know, yeah. I think special packaging is important in noise. It doesn't have to be everyone. And I think it's better when it's focused on what the artist is doing yeah. in, you know, an intentional way. And so, you know, I, I mean, I'm pretty proud of it. Every release, I'm, I'm pretty proud of how they've turned out visually. And obviously I think, yeah. I'd like, I stand by my, I stand by my home dubs. Yeah. And, uh, I think that, um, you know, get a nice quality product and 
it's a lot of, you know, you know, some labels put out absolutely, you know, errors are errors, but like, you know, some people just have dog shit dubs and, uh, artworks on, you know, shitty paper and they're just like kind of just thrown together as something that seems kind of generic or formulaic and yeah. not to say that I don't, I mean, people could point to me and call me the dead body collager on the shame cup, from <laughs> harsh truths or whatever, but it's like, I mean, I like that stuff. I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah. I, I think looking at the different colors of, you know, gutter blow to me was like this bloated, you know, uh, there's a thing called marbling that happens to bodies after they start to, you know, decompose where it's mm -hmm. like, they start turning, you know, the, you know, tissue starts turning kind of purple. It's like venous and disgusting. And mm -hmm. that was like the first uh, body carve tape has like a picture of like, maybe it was like the website, whatever had like the original tag had like a big picture of that, but just like, the idea of like different textures of like viscera and like you know yeah it wasn't black and white you know it was a lot of it was in color yeah it's a very it colorful like, it's a very colorful label i think the first body carved tape also has a as a collage like that which is like i mean i'm thinking off the top of my head it's like you know blues and purples and yellows yeah but it's all mm -hmm. like obviously um decomposition and flesh yeah and, and some new and some nudes, you know, it was like, to me, it was like different forms of bodies and like cutting, you know, cutting, cutting a piece of, you know, like a pornography or whatever, like cutting that apart. Like it's a very, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how everybody else is. I don't sit and like chat with people about the action of like tearing, but it's like, you know, I'm like sitting there with a, with a razor blade and I'm cutting around like a, you know, pussy or something. And it's like, okay, well, this is, you know, like, I'm like very intentionally or like structuring this where it's like, a, like a, a leg wound gaping open, but it's like, then I kind of like layer it over, you know, a picture of a woman with like her crotch, you know, there, but it's like all you, you don't see, you see the, you know, you see the medical gash. You don't see the, her gash or whatever. Coming soon on white centipede noise, altar of flies, otter blick, triple LP. Tell me about the, 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 the trauma code one and two collab. I mean, that was, you did both trauma code one and two from striations and, uh, tell me about this project. Cause it seems to have a pretty clear theme and, um, not, not, not striations, but, but this trauma code series, it has a, yeah. a very clear theme. And, and also, you know, it says you're, you're listed, um, as collaborator in some sound sense. I don't know if you, 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 you mentioned earlier that he, you'd use some tape loops from the from the body, from the, the guts and red plastic tape, maybe that's the extent of it, but, um, but you're, 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 you're credited on both tapes. So tell me a bit about those tapes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike's, Mike's a fucking freak. Um, he, uh, so, I mean, obviously, and I'll be a little cryptic. I mean, some people know, but I don't want to like spill anybody else's, uh, anybody else's, you know, situations or whatever, but you know, there was a time at least when he was working with, uh, 
you know, a, a company that, you know, cleaned up messes, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you know, cleaned up crimes or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And so, but I think this is even before then. And not, so it's like, I think it's, it's like a pretty cool, like, I think it's a, like a fun story or connection. You know, I've been in contact with Mike for, for years, but when that first started happening, it's like, I was sitting at home, might've been the summertime. I was doing a, the collage for the body car, the penetrating neck traumas, um, slit throats, body carve split. Mm-hmm which was all that shit. And I'm messaging, you know, talking with Mike online and we both were watching Inhumanities, the, like the shockumentary, you know, Mondo film or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we were just talking about it and we we're like watching it on our you know computers or whatever, our TVs together. Like, it's like some dorky, like, like you want to, you know, or not like going scene by scene, but like I'm doing this collage, he's doing whatever. We're like watching this and talking about it. And then eventually he like gets this like thing to do, trauma code mm -hmm. and like where it's like you know these like accidents you know car car accident focused and like tragedies and like f flaming apartment buildings and stuff and and it was very like i think very characteristic of me and mike it's very like god the word's not sterile i'm trying to think of the word it's very like matter of fact mm -hmm. and this wasn't meant to be like an educational text but it was very much from the, we used a lot of like, I, my, my mom's a fucking weirdo. She has like all these books of like, you know, dead bodies and like, you know, the death scenes books. She had a book from the 1950s or a book that had a bunch of photos from Minneapolis and St. Paul from the 1950s. And the really fucked up thing about that era was probably because it just came after World War II and the Korean War and stuff. It's like in that era, people were like desensitized to war and like mm -hmm. violence. And they, this book has a bunch of stuff about the winter carnival and like parades and shit, but it also has a bunch of pictures of like corpses hanging from rafters, people dead in the snow, uh, bodies covered in sheets in front of flaming cars and buildings and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, people would just go, photographers would just go and snap photos for like the news report. And so it's like this whole mentality of like this, like these like egregious, like natural events or like, you know, accidents that happened. And it's like, you know, I don't remember when the whole, I think at the time Mike kind of got working with that group or whatever and ended up having some connection with like, uh, with his, uh, you know, I guess, you know, I don't want to say too much, but there's definitely some photos in there that are just collected from sources and books and maybe some from online. There's definitely some photos in there that were taken by one of us, mm -hmm. you know, by, by us and, um, included. And, um, you know, it's like we, uh, the, the, there's a book called Trauma Code that we both own mm -hmm. that kind of goes into a lot of that stuff and the pictures are kind of shitty, but it's, you know, so it's like that happened. And so Mike and I are like in that air, in that situation, in that, you know, uh, in that context, Mike and I are very like, you know, aligned with our thinking and, and at time, especially aesthetically. So he was like, Hey, and so I'd done all the artwork for gutter bloat. And then he's like, Hey, I got this dude. I, I got a collage from him. I want to use that. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was kind of like, damn, I do the art for this shit. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I don't want to be a dick. Like you're, he basically told me rather than asked. And I was like, you know what? It's all good. Like yeah. you obviously have a serious vision about this and I don't, I want to respect that, yeah. but I want to have a piece of this too, because yeah. like I deeply care and I, it's, I don't need my name on it, yeah. but like, I, I want to, I want to be connected to this rather than just dubbing the tapes. Right. And so I was like, all right, well I'm doing a fucking huge ass fold out thing. Yeah. So I did both sides of that in, insert. Cool. And, um, you know, handmade collage or whatever with like transparencies and 
newspaper clippings mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's like, there's like an obituary for some local kid around here that like got in a car wreck. And it's like this sad thing that is mo- like a, not an obituary. It's like a memoriam from like a mom. Mm. And it wasn't like, I didn't put that in there thinking like, this is fucking brutal. People yeah. be upset about this. I was just like, this is so fucked up. Yeah. This is so depressing. And so a lot of the stuff in there was like talking about injuries and like a lot of like medical type stuff and like graphics. And yeah. it was really just like talking about inertia and like, you know, car impact and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, and both of us were like getting way obsessed with like how this stuff reacts and from a scientific and from yeah. a historical and, you know, news report standpoint. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then the second one was kind of just like, he just kind of went deeper and deeper. And I think I sent him samples of junk metal for both. I can't remember, hmm. but, um, I think my contributions were besides visual art and like, you know, the collages, um, maybe some junk metal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's hard to remember. I mean, it was like a while ago, I guess, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I like that. I mean, there's a, there's a third one that's, you know, supposed to come. Mike's kind of been sending me a bunch of messages and doing stuff. So it's supposed to be a trilogy. Wow. Um, I tried to keep it uniform. Like my idea is if they're next to each other on, you know, like, you know, all three next to each other, it's going to, they look, there's like some uniformity, but they each look different. Cool. The colors course, the colors, you know, red and yellow correspond to the, yeah. the level, the uh, colors of the trauma code. Mm. So there's a third one that'll be blue. Cool. And, um, yeah, anyway, it's like, cool. It's like, and I get sucked into that, like this whole, like all encompassing, like, it's not just like, bam, 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 like random shit together. Yeah. It's very like intentional from a point of like deep study, which obviously like connecting back to my job and just my general personality, like that's what I like to do. I like to pour over things and, and get as deep as I can. And I just like learn as much. And, you know, a lot of us become, get sucked into this stuff because of that, you know, it's like Grant with his sewers, like right. the dude knows so much fucking shit. And like, you know, you give him a chance to talk and it's like, he's going to go off. And it's like, a lot of us have these like things where it's like, oh, like, don't, don't open the book unless you even be ready to shut it because I want to kind of, you know, I get excited about this stuff. And anyway, yeah, that's trauma code. And Mike sent me a bunch of, he did some special editions. So he's sent me copies of those. He sent me like, uh, I'm pretty sure I've got a picture. I've, I've got a piece of bloody car upholstery wow. from him. Whoa. And he was like, I was trying to, I was going to try to do, I don't, I don't know if this is for sure, but it's like, I was going to try to get these for one of each of the special editions, but I think just you and I have the pieces. And I was like, okay, well, but, um, crazy, you know, so it's, you know, like that kind of stuff. And, but yeah, it's like that, that's one of those things, like the same thing, with the guts and red plastic. It's like, that's something that like built and built and built and never became this like excessive, like unrelated thing. It just, as much as it built, it still was like very, like very connected under this, this constant theme or umbrella. And I'm really happy with that shit too. Cool. So it's like gutter blow gives me the opportunity to do that stuff. And, you know, I worked with spiteful womb on the last yeah, little batch, whatever, a couple of years ago. And, you know, she's like the shit she's fucking awesome. Yeah. And like had this like deep concept. So she sent me some of the paintings or collages, artworks that she did. And I kind of mixed in some source material that she sent me and, broke glass and photocopied it and did all this weird yeah, stuff and great artwork made us made a mirror or whatever. And yeah, it's just, I, I think I take a lot of pleasure or get a lot of pleasure from like connecting that way. And like seeing how, whether anybody else gets it, I don't need to write a, like a whole report about it. My sure. gutter blow descriptions are usually brief and not going to go into everything, but I know. Yeah. And the artist knows. And yeah. it's like, that's enough for me. 
Crazy. And maybe people, when they see it or get it, they can feel it or like they're, I think they, so. I they, mean, they're, they're very, they're very, very thorough in their presentation. And you tell, you can just tell that a lot of love goes into to, to each layout and, and the, the level of detail is really, really impeccable. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. For sure. That's the goal. Yep. Um, <laughs> now I want to know, what are your top five noise releases of all time? I thought about this, you know, I'm not going to act like I was like, oh, what? You were asking me that? <laughs> I mean, I thought about this because I've heard, you know, you've asked people, but it's like even thinking about it, it's like hard to think. And, and I'm not a great repository for like, if you were like, now give me your 10, I'd be like, oh, yeah. you know, it'd be, it's hard to think because I think about best or like my top is being things that are like, I like the most and being the most influential, but sometimes it's just, it might not be some deep cuts, you know? Sure. But anyway, just- fucking, uh, uh, Mania, Ultra Negative probably is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mania is the fucking best. I mean, obviously, I listen to Body Carbon. It's like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Nobody's like, nobody'd be shocked. Ultra Me- Negative, I think, is the best. I listen to it all the time. Um, Dead Body Love, uh, Metal Induced Orgasm is my favorite, and I've only heard a rip, so I hope it gets reissued like mm-hmm. on like CD or something, mm-hmm. because um, you know. I think it's the best. I know that Lo-Fi Power Carnage is like the one that most people would say, but it's, um, I think when I, when I think about like harsh noise and what I like about harsh noise, it's like metal induced orgasm is a lot more refined and simple. It's like that sound throughout, but a C60 of just like, and it's like, you know, had like a piece of metal or foil or something as like the artwork. And it's just like, it's what I like. It's like heavy, you know, got our harsh noise with like transitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's like a master in the first place. I wish there were more reissues of his stuff because I'd buy them uh, when I can get them. But it's, um, yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, and I hope to hear of, you know, remastered, reissued, you know, crisp copy soon. That's not just somebody's copy that they blessed them, that they uploaded to the internet. Yeah. Um, uh, Atrax Morgue. I don't know. I mean, like, if it's like noise, I'd probably say sickness report, but like, I just love everything he did. I think the dude was like a crazy genius and there's no, like I, visual. There's no need to split hairs in my opinion between noise and power electronics or industrial. Yeah. Like that's, that's not, yeah. So. Yeah. Sickness reports, like, you know, one of the, just the instrumental ones, but there's like all the like deep atmospheric stuff, like black slaughter or whatever. But like sickness report was just like in, in the liner note or whatever. He's like, I just recorded this and it's like the, I don't remember if it's in the liner notes or like something he wrote later, but it's just like, I recorded this shit in an hour mm-hmm. with a synth. And I'm like, what a fucking maniac. Like this shit's so crazy. And it's like, then he chopped it into like songs or whatever, but yeah. it's so gross. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the, and it's very like, obviously my, up my alley with like, this like bleak kind of, kind of like, kind of like a uh, gross visceral sounds, massive oval warts and like, you know, brain penetration and yeah. st- stuff like that is like very much, you know, like, captivating to me to be like whoa like and then it's like here's this sound and now you're associating with this stuff and it's very like uneasy yeah uneasy listening yes yes <laughs> um oh um macronympha i don't know either pittsburgh pennsylvania or superoxide mm-hmm. um just i uh, a lot of people i see like you know a lot of people like baroque or grind but i love the just the it's like it's like varied sound, 
but still like, I don't know, it's like, it's like big and there's different layers of things. The junk metal sound is super intense, which obviously is like one of the things I love. Mm-hmm. And, um, super oxide has like these crazy junk metal loops. Yeah. And I'm not the biggest fan of loops in the first place, but like it works so well. And it's like when I got a, once again, a rip of that, I think I need to try to find a physical, if I can get a CD of that, but, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, I don't know, you know, fuzzed out noise and junk metal is like, I'm a, I'm a pretty easy date, you know, <laughs> I'll put out if you, if you want to put a fucking CD with that shit and it's good, yeah, yeah. I'll spread my legs for yeah. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, probably more Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I bought that, uh, you know, I've got, had that CD a long time and it was, yeah. you know, I listen to that shit all the time still, but Definitely. super oxide probably of like the non like big releases. Like mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, uh, I want like, okay. Uh, true ass worship. Solid. Main t- uh, yeah. Mania, mania and the Rita. That's a great um, one. It's one of the first rips I downloaded and it sounded like so cool. And I was like, <laughs> this weird, like, it's like some old, like a, uh, I don't know if it's a porn or like some old, like giallo film or whatever. Um, sample and it's like just absolute chaos blown out stuff but like the tones and it's like it wasn't just wall stuff and it's like not just you know even the Rita sides like varied yeah and it's like you know that stuff I, I loved it and then I, I mean I have a copy now and it's just nasty yeah you know great. it's like um it's one of my favorite releases and it's a split with two of my favorites you know I like try to think about like one of my favorite, like my favorite Rita, you know, I'm like, is it, you know, do I like Seawolf Leviathan more when it comes to that stuff or like, uh, you know, uh, bodies bear traces of violence, carnal violence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause it's like those like big bricks, but like still varied and stuff. Right. And there's like transitions, you know, like it's like a constant theme. Like I said, I'm an easy date. Currently available from white centipede noise, upper pot, hot lava shampoo CD, Jason Krumer, Ruth CD, KM Tupfer, Retrace No Steps CD, The New Boyfriends, The Fourth Season CD, Aaron Dilloway and Jeff German, Casual Collision CD, co-released with New Forces, Various Artists, Lacerations, Double CD, co-released with Tronics, Sewer Election and Trix Ruzit, Killing for Germany, Ruxfit CD, Testicle Hazard, 5060 LP. What about five things that you've been really into from, from the past year or so? Yeah. Apropod, that one, uh, Crimes, what was it? Chimes of Entropy. That shit, that's, so fucking good. That's really good. They're, those dudes, and I mean, like, and since then I bought, like, new boyfriends and, like, some other stuff from the, that dude's label, and it's, yeah. like, it's so fucking good. Yeah. It's, like, you know, I mean, you know, I don't need to describe it, but, yeah. and I know I've, like, posted about it, uh, you know, on, like, Instagram. I like doing, like, little reviews. Yeah. And nice, you know, Eric's got the best reviews. Like, Definitely. connected, like, historically connected with context of different projects. I'm more like, this is what's happening. These are the sounds. I yeah. love it. But yeah, that shit, um, that tape and that project in general, and I'm just like, I have to, you know, maybe I'll order this shit from you soon, but I need that new CD because sure. that project and those those dudes, uh, probably the new boyfriends thing too, because they're fucking awesome. Yeah, you need that. You need both of those. You'll like it. Yeah. Um, Next one. Yeah, you know, uh, the I I don't know much about this project at all. There's a project called Lovers, I think. Mm. They are out of New York. I don't really know much about them at all. That was like I said before, like I went to visit, you know, yeah. I went to New York um, in August 
and went to Dead Gods, blessed those boys. They opened up the shop. We were like going to go do something, but I was like, I've never been to Dead Gods. Yeah. And I think Grant was like, oh, dude, Dan's never been to Dead Gods. And they're like, oh, we got to drop something off anyway or yeah. whatever. So I got to like browse the store even though it wasn't open. Cool. And I grabbed some stuff and then I was like, Matt, like, could you recommend some stuff that I wouldn't normally buy or wouldn't see anywhere else? And he just like grabbed some shit off the shelves. Nice. This project called Lovers. Um, I can't remember the name. I mean, I have the tape probably right there. It's not the CDR. Somewhere. I, they did no, a C- not the CDR. They did a I didn't CDR even know these small mercies. And I, yeah, I, I didn't even know anything about that. For some reason, I assume it's Justin. Oh, but I <laughs> you know, know. It might be some of the, it might be one of those dudes. Uh, I literally have no idea. Um, I emailed them. They have a different, you know, a different email. Okay. But um, the, I have two tapes. Uh, and, you know, I'm, yeah, sorry. I can't uh, remember the names, but it's all good. Uh, the first one I got, and it was just like, super blown out, you know, heavy sound and, um, you know, other things that have been awesome in the last year. Um, Oh, fucking, uh, I I'll probably butcher the name. Octa Renaissance maybe it's called. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, fucking yeah. do. I mean, I might be butchering the name, but basically HCOD, uh, Paul, yeah. his new project or whatever. Um, yeah. fucking awesome. Nasty post-mortem you know sound yeah just gutter synth it's like perfect atmosphere once again proving that like you know fucking especially for an american you know american crew obviously he's like super tied to the euro scene and shit but um dude's a master you know yeah. field work i love that label always like always support that label and like excited for something new yep. you know and he's like super cryptic but his artwork's gotten better and better you know illustrations you know is very much like connected with uh christian from um off romania and right. shit and there's obviously that's why they're connected because they're like similar but yeah that shit rules basically anything that dude d- does is awesome mm-hmm. you know musically um uh this is like so so like <laughs> here's part of my excuse too and i don't need to make any apologies but i have so much shit that i buy and don't listen to because it just sits or it's like i'm like waiting for something to like be the right mood for it. Yeah. I have stacks of CDs and tapes of like, shit I just need to listen to. Yeah. But, um, one thing that came out and I just bought because I was like, Oh, this sounds like it'd be cool. And I want to see the new sediment project that, uh, I know gray's in it. I'm not sure if it's all the noise extra people or, or whatever. I think it is. I think it's, yeah, it might be all three of them, but yeah. I think that project is awesome. It's obviously like kind of postmortem sound, really gritty, mm-hmm. um, the the new the release I just finished and is like you know going to be a CD or whatever is it's called um, studies in advanced decomposition mm-hmm. and so like that stuff the idea of you know decomposition in different states and stuff scientifically and otherwise like has been on my mind for years now and so that sediment project even if it's it's not the same but it's like very much like sounds of decay and kind mm. of like things like crumbling and it's like really good i've got a the new tape that they did the split with them i don't even remember the other project it's like richard and yeah um, richard and and sean um, uh yeah Nuit, Nuit i don't know how to say it in french but like Nuit rouge or something like that yeah yeah that one so i, I haven't listened to yeah. it it's like a c90 so i gotta buckle up or whatever you know that's the other thing too it's like you know i get a cd and it's like i'm the type of person that likes to sit down and listen to something yeah and just listen and not have to stop. So mm-hmm. I don't want to put something in my car if I've never listened to it. I don't want to bring it in the car unless it's going to be an hour-long drive because right. I'm not going to get the whole thing. Right. And um, But anyway, so yeah, Sediment Tape. I don't remember what the, the tape's called. Endorphin? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I have Endorphin? Yeah. Something. Yeah, it's think, sick. Yep. Yeah. Um, One more. Oh, 
Um, fuck, I don't know if it's from this year. I got the Bacillus tape that Kondritic put out. Tape? And it's fuck no CD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, if has a funny I name. Like, know. I hope you. I hope you yeah. get better soon, but you probably won't. But you won't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That CD ruled rules. Um, also, I think this thing. Uh, this thing, the fucking variance of concern shit. Yeah, you know, like I, I really like you know cool packaging and stuff, and so it's like, you know, like conceptual packaging, and it's like, I have I have issues. I could probably talk shit about some stuff, but I have issues with the way some packaging is done. Um, where it's like seems like a fucking gift bag from like Amazon party favor shit, but this is cool. Even if it's like you know you like ordered it printed, it was like this is a really good tape yeah. and like has like you know cool fold out like inserts and yeah. stuff. Definitely a f- five? thorough, very thorough tape, packaging yeah. wise. Is that, um, regardless of where I'm at, uh, I've reached up and like that fucking thing. I don't, I'm going to say it wrong. You'd help me. The decombination. Decombination. Thank you. I'm not going <laughs> to repeat that, but um, the the uh, um, signal, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that one. Um, I mean, I've got the the box edition. Yeah. Um, that uh, he or you know through Oliver sent me. Um, it's the it's awesome, and I think that uh, the unfortunate thing is not just that version. Um, but I mean that that's awesome. I don't have the CD version, but it's like borderline cost prohibitive for probably a lot of people to get access to it, and I don't know if they care, which is fine. Yeah. But um, I think it's cool that there's like a larger edition for anybody who's like eventually going to want it. And it's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, and I'm not great about like, you know, it's like, obviously it's like a massive amount of study. And I mean, his sh- stuff in general, like all the art editions, I think it's just great putting that much time and effort and thought into yeah. why something is the way it is and how to present it. And that every piece has a reason and a moment. It's not just like, Oh, this shit's cool. Yeah. I'm going to throw in a fucking, uh, I'm going to throw in some fucking skulls yeah. and a fucking, no, you he know, work, he so works on like, that stuff and thinks about it for like a really long time. Yeah. And it shows yeah. and it's, and I just think that's like, that's, that's the way, you know, that's the way it is. It's like, I love special packaging. I love weird stuff. You know, um, I don't have a, you know, I don't have like a ton of it. I'm, it'd be like a, if you ever interview Jim Harris, like that's yeah. what you should talk to him about. It's like a fucking episode on the most fucked up weird packaging or whatever. But it's like, um, you know, whether it's like nice fancy design or it's like, you know, some kind of weird fucked up shit, it's like having stuff that like really connects in and it's like every piece has a, you know, I don't know. It's like, obviously it's a spectrum, but I hate the party favor style. What is that? What do you, what do you mean party favor style? Like when you go to a fucking place and you get a bag full of like random shit, like no, swag I know what that from a means, fucking but I mean, what, what, what do you mean in, in terms of noise packaging? Some, there's some, I mean, like I'm not talking about stickers or whatever, but like there's some, <laughs> there's some labels I think that just throw in a bunch of random shit. It's like it's all like vaguely related because it's like dark, so it's like oh, some random like I don't know. It's like if you just throw in some stuff, like you went to the store and you got it like 50 of this thing and you threw it in the package to have it be a special edition. Yeah. Or like I ordered 15 of these off of eBay or off of a uh, fucking Amazon. And now I'm like going to put them in these art packages and call them the special edition. I'm like, what's special about it? That yeah. it's got trinkets. Yeah. It's not, I mean, and I'm, I'm being like a judgy dick about it, but I think I'm right. too. <laughs> and it's like, I just think, um, 
It's cool to throw in stickers. I love getting like flyers and shit and like yeah. random like flyers for shows and ads and stuff. Yeah. And I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about like when something's like marketed as a special edition right. or like marked up price wise yeah. as a special edition. And it's just some stuff that's like, okay, I guess it's related, but like, how is this, how does this make the release more yeah. than just the music? Yeah, yeah. Which is what I think, you know, I don't need extra shit. I just want to, I want to have a deeper connection and like experience with this artwork yeah, yeah, and, this, yeah. and this, this art of a recording. And I don't need that. I'll take a fucking Norelco tape yeah. and just rip it. Yeah. I mean, rip it, like play it and enjoy it. But I think funny, you know, like the special editions where it's just like the regular version, like glued to a metal, like a piece of metal or something like that, or like, you know, with some sort of mesh sure. mesh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I from, think from, that that's from like the, too. the home Depot, like kind of like just kind of like screwed on. And then it's a special edition. It costs more. It's like, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not a fan of that. And I think that it, it looks cool, but it doesn't, I, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, I know you bought that shit for two bucks. Yeah. And you know, like it's, it's more of just like, why? Yeah. Why? Why did you do that? Right. What's the point? Yeah. And, um, and so it's like, you know, not to, you know, suck my own dick about it, but you know, with guts and red plastic, with even with the auto amputation, like I made a, an O card for yeah. my personal copies. And I, I made a couple extras and sent them to people like yeah. friends that had bought it. And like, I was going to send them, you know, but they're like, Oh, I already bought it from, yeah. you know, from new forces. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well, let me send you this. Cause this is like, this like makes it more. Yeah. And it's not like, Hey, guess what? Here's a picture of some fucked up thing. It's like, this is like partly like gives a window into like why I was doing this and what it is. Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, a kind of like mass produced thing. I love that. Um, I love that Fusty does like these, like, even if some of that stuff might seem to fall into what I'm talking about, I'm really not pointing my finger at Fusty because uh, he does these big additions like that fucking, I think I have it up there. I like have stuff that looks cool. The uh, uh, all's, dev all's, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm like, it's, it's, oh, it's the skin graft, all skin graft oh, yeah, one yeah, yeah. with the, with the nails and the stuff. nails, like he like soldered the nails together yeah. and it's like, it's like a little cage. It's like, that's cool as hell. Did he do 10 of them? No, he did like fucking 200 or a hundred of them. Or, yeah, yeah. And I think that's like, that's legit as hell. Cause that's like a massive like undertaking. Yeah. Um, Jim is crazy. I, I think Jim is crazy. I mean, I yeah. got, I got to respect Jim's. I don't know what's up with Jim's aesthetic. I mean, I think he knows it's like, he does his stuff is ugly as fuck. Like, yeah. Like it's just like, <laughs> Holy shit. Like, that. Trash label from a trash per garbage. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that the ad for the ad for? Uh, he wrote that. <laughs> the ad for me. I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, I I imagined that he wrote it, and I was like, I was like, okay, the top advertisements on the White Centipede podcast, uh, obviously the Chinese restaurant, and then that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just died because um, it's you know, yeah, garbage. But his but, yeah, I mean, know, his, his aesthetic is so. I mean, his aesthetic is so unique in some way because it's so over the top and so trash that, and, but he goes so hard with it. He goes so full on with everything and, you yeah. know, every release he'll, he'll go full on with the, with the crazy ass packaging. Yeah. But it's still, it's, some you of know, it's, like it's still like not done with a full, it's not like fully refined, you know, which, which I think is really charming. It's like, it's not like he'll make sure like every, like thing is well-rounded and everything like that he's like, no, he'll like just throw a piece of like, whatever into yeah. the into the you know it's like it has a totally different uh extra level of like 
grossness almost, you know, just with like how yeah, it, totally how but he's yeah, and he's very much like obsessed with the study of things and you know like the concepts and stuff. So sometimes it is kind of random, and I know sometimes he's like he has like the the editions are limited by like the materials that he has. And yeah, I found some radon, not radon test kits, but like radon edu- educational materials. VHS tapes and like in a big kit in my classroom that I was going to throw away. And I was like, Oh shit, I should message Jim. And I did. And he was like, yeah, send them. <laughs> but I had to throw them away. I had to get rid of them. Um, but yeah, that's like, it was like, that's his, that's his style. It's like, it's super cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So it's like, there's like a balance. And I mean, I know I'm being like, maybe I'm not even coming up with a concrete thought, but it's one of those things where I just, uh, I don't know. I don't need more shit. I just like, I want something that makes, sense yeah or or is just like abstract art you know it's like right. if it's really fucked up and weird that's cool if it's just like bolted on and 20 bucks and it's like you know okay oh, yeah. like okay you know right for sure but yeah packaging is like special packaging you know art packaging is you know super cool and uh i think it makes things enriches the uh experience of having of having physical copies you know it's yeah. like Especially with stuff now, it's like I don't use band. I don't. I mean, I use Bandcamp. I don't use a Bandcamp for myself. I don't really. I don't know if I will, but you know, it's like uh, you have. You know, hospital does their fancy, expensive editions, but now they have. I don't. I mean, I don't buy much hospital stuff anyway, but they at least have like digital versions right. of things, and it's like okay, well, now it's not some prohibitive thing. Like if you don't want to spend fifty bucks, you don't get this. Right, right, right. You know, they're at least like, yeah, you could buy this. You know, the sounds. Or you could have this fancy easel edition. Yeah, that's, you know? that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, and like I said, I don't use uh, I don't use Bandcamp, but I think that especially in that situation, it's like kind of the way to go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, before we wrap things up, tell me about what's uh, what's next for Body Carve. You've referenced it a few times. You have a few times that you have a CD coming up soon, but but tell me about exactly what's going on there. Oh yeah, I've got a. <clears throat> I finished a CD. It was something I like was recording, basically from like 2019 Summer Scum. You know, like have like stuff from that you know set basically, and I finished it last summer, and uh, and so it was just like basically um, over two years of stuff, and it's like anyway that'll be a cd um i think it's safe to say it'll be on chondritic mm-hmm. um and uh you know gray's been a huge supporter of mine and that's like you know like i said before it's like full circle like coming up on the tronics board and mm-hmm. chondritic board and stuff and it's like you know so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that and happy to work with him and so i'm excited about that that's uh gonna be i don't know soonish like mm-hmm. sometime this year cool um maybe in the next few months i don't i don't know exactly but that's done um there's a reissue kind of planned. I still need to work on it, but reissue. I've got, got some red plastic for CD. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly some extras as far as like, because I recorded those tracks and then I did like, I, re- I probably had like of the tracks that are on the tape, I have like three or four alternate versions of each one because I recorded them as long tracks. I didn't I didn't track that. It's all recorded as one take basically. Sure. Um, so I recorded multiple versions and uh, picked the best. So that'll that'll be probably this year. I might do another uh, split slash collab with uh, slit throats. Hmm. You know, there's just different stuff. I mean, it's it's hard to know. I mean, there's nothing like super concrete. Like I don't have a bunch of things like at the plant. Sure. Um, I kind of uh, I'm just getting back into stuff. And but yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, play shows. It'd be cool to play. But 
mostly I'm just happy to kind of get back to recording. Um, yeah. I've been working on some conceptual stuff and reading some books about some, some fucked up stuff and <laughs> that I've kind of been thinking about for a long time. And it's not like it fucked up, but you know what I mean? Like, um, there's some, uh, we'll see if it comes out or happens, but yeah. Fair and then as far as label stuff, you know, I've got some working on some tapes, hoping to get, you know, I don't ever plan to be like a super busy label, but just a couple of things, you know, paint apparatus and, uh, Sukti from, uh, however you pronounce that. It's like a German, I think, uh, from, uh, Minneapolis, like power electronics, kind of weird stuff, but it's called say it again. Suktig. Ah, S U C H T I G. Yep. Uh -huh. Zustig. But <laughs> thank you. It means, but yeah, addicted. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. I never like Google translated. Uh -huh. Makes sense though. That's what product um, from Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys from controlled opposition. Okay, cool. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait. Good dude. Talented guy, uh, kind of low key about stuff, but you know, it's just, like got some good shit. So, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of it for me and mostly just, you know, doing, doing my thing, like listening to my tapes finally. And, you know, got to buy the fucking opera pot CD. Yeah, for sure. Great. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate it. Great to talk to you. Yeah. Good talking to you, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for sharing and talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah. Later. Bye. Thanks again for tuning into White Sampy Noise podcast. Head over to the Patreon for more, including private episodes of Noise on the Run, exclusive photos, video, and audio related to the show, and discounts at the White Sampy Noise mail order. Your support is extremely appreciated and vital to keep the show going.